We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Wide receiver rankings for season-long fantasy football. Half-point PPR. You want to see the list and don't give a shit what I talk about? Don't blame you. But you can just hit the description, get the link, find all of the rankings in there. I'm talking with Chris Meany from FTN Network about the tiers yes. of these wide receivers. And you can change my mind on a couple guys. I'm not set in stone. No, we'll, we'll probably change my mind on a couple guys. Maybe. Too. And this show is airing a week after we are recording it. So if, uh, you know, Cooper Cup is out for the season, uh, he's, probably not gonna be, he's probably not going to be number two anymore in the rankings. We don't know what's going on with Joe Burrow right now. Right. So that will... Uh, we're presuming just off the top, and maybe this isn't the case when you're watching it because he could be out for the season, that we're going to say he's probably okay for week one, week two. We always saw as he got carted off the field in yeah, practice. We don't know anything. Precautionary. We just know it's a, it's a calf, and it's not the same knee that he blew out, so I guess that's a positive. But, yeah, we'll just, we'll just hope for the best. Do we know for sure it's a calf? If it's a calf, then I'm not too concerned. I think I'd we be concerned if sure. it was Achilles. Yes, that would be awful. Yeah, but that I'm would be pretty dunzo. sure early reports, again, at the time of recording. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a calf. That's all we can do. Yeah. We're trying to get some off days here before football starts. <laughs> Best way to do it, the rankings, the running back show is out already too. And you can find all of those rankings down in the description as well. So I recommend that you go check those out. Smash the likes up to the channel while you're here. And if you want to make your own projections, 
and tinker around with market shares, target shares, doesn't matter what it is, and just do it for free for yourself. RunTheSims.com in the preseason is completely free to use. Save your results. Print out your own projections, your own rankings. I highly recommend it. It's a fun exercise to go do as well, just to see like if you're really high on one player or not. Like what actually, what do they actually have to do within their offense? It's re- really helped me out last year. Well, like oh, I really like this guy. It's like I'll rank him number seven. That I had to like get him to number like what does he need to do to actually be number seven? It's yeah. like. He's not going to do that. No, it's it's good to have projections. You can't just blindly rank guys like, oh, I love this guy. I feel like he should be here. But you need to kind of, if you're serious about this sort of stuff, I mean, you have all those tools right there for your viewers and listeners, which is fantastic. You need to see how many pass attempts, you know, these quarterbacks are going to have roughly in target share like and, and projections. And sometimes it surprises you. What if I told you this guy would have... 850 yards, six and a half touchdowns, and 65 grabs. You'd say, I don't know, like maybe he's a wide receiver 45. You're like, no, he's actually 27. He's Gabe Davis. Yeah. And when I'm doing my rankings, I mean, we can try to project touchdowns into everything. Touchdowns are more random than people tend to think. Absolutely. Now, there are certain goal linebacks who are obviously going to get more touchdowns. There are certain receivers. Look at Adam Thielen. They just... In minute, when he was in Minnesota, they used the dude in the yeah, red zone. He was now, does that mean that Justin Jefferson is going to get more touchdowns this year? Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Hawkinson. Uh, maybe it's Hawkinson. Maybe, maybe that's why they brought Addison in. Yeah. To throw him touchdowns for reasons unknown. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's maybe KJ Osborne. Could be. It? So we don't know when yeah. it comes to that. It doesn't mean that Justin Jefferson's not going to be number one because his baseline is so good. Ditto for Cup, over Chase, over Tyreek, over Diggs, all those guys. Because the consistency week to week is there. And if he has a positive touchdown season beyond his baseline, he's probably number one. Yeah. yeah. So that, these are the things that I'm looking at. Like, Amon Rossi and Brown was tackled seven times inside the five-yard line. I know. Now, is that because he's smaller? Probably. Maybe. A little bit to do with that. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Um, but he is a guy uh, that seemed to get stopped at the one or the five quite often. And when we talk about your tiers, and I'll bring mine into effect, too, like, he probably has the the lowest touchdown upside of those guys because he's not that big body wide receiver that can go up and get contested catches. But I think he's a stud in the slot. Like, don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't. I think there's a higher ceiling for like Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, yeah. AJ Brown. Like these are guys that have bigger yards per catch numbers where they can blow the top off defenses. Amon Ra's not used uh, that way. Amon Ra's just a lot like Cooper Cup. Yeah, he really is. Except they it's use Cooper really Cup in the red zone. Yeah, All and I time. think over time, right? Especially heading into. This season, with no Jameson Williams for the six weeks. Yeah, but don't sleep on Marvin Jones being... What does Marvin Jones do? He scores Jump four touchdowns, touchdowns, and they come in bunches. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe week one you want to play him on DraftKings. Actually, it'll be Kansas City game there, but he'll go off. That's maybe. actually great. Yeah, do it on the... And the well, that would be the showdown. Maybe that, that'll be the game he starts with four touchdowns, and everybody will go nuts for him, and then he'll be on the wire in, by week six. So, I have... Two tiers at the top amongst the first four players. I think there are four receivers that are above everyone else, but I do think that Jefferson and Cup are one and two, and I think that they're better than Chase and Hill. I agree. Okay. Easy game. Not gonna Go draft your teams. <laughs> but I do th- have four guys in that first tier for me. So th- those four guys are one tier for yeah. you. So just to talk about, if you go to uh, the NFC, high stakes fantasy football, uh, again, I'm going to keep hammering down on this because there's so much content geared to best ball right now. Best ball ADPs are not season long ADPs. That's not going to happen. But I probably should throw out, how big of a stack would you ever look for in a season long league? Is that something that you would go to do? Because in best ball, it's, we'll all draft Kirk Cousins with Justin Jefferson, with Addison, with Hawkinson, and just capitalize on all the upside. Yes. 
you're not doing that in season long. And I I recommend that you don't. You <laughs> I don't like to have a wide two wide receivers on the same team. I could maybe get behind a wide receiver and a tight end, especially if that tight end was near the elite class. Uh, or it depends on what the value that you get. Like let's say, I mean the this is a bad the Vikings well, offense is a bad example, H- but Higby, theoretically H- you could come in Higby. And with Stafford yeah. and a Superflex or something? That's probably not a great team. It's not. Unfortunately. So the no. Jefferson one, I think, works out a little bit. Like, you wait on quarterback, you kind of reach on Hawkins, and you have Jefferson oh, and Hawkins. And, and, and then just late, sure. you're like, yeah, hell, let's go with Cousins. That You fall backwards into that yeah. situation. Just because you draft Jefferson, it's not like, well, I'm committed to my Minnesota stack now. Yeah, right. And, and in redraft, I don't want to have, like, I, I, that's a great example. Hawkinson's a good one. I don't know if I would want, I, I can say it actually with confidence. I don't want Jordan Addison if I have Justin Jefferson. I just don't want that. I don't feel like there'd be enough, really. I, they kind of knew each other. And JJ's always going to be a beast, but it, I, I just, it's not for me. But in redraft, there is some, I don't go into my draft thinking, I want to stack. If I get a wide receiver, I got to get that quarterback. But I remember Jake's Flex League. I had Kirk with Trevor Lawrence and I had Hollywood Brown with Kyler. And I tell you what, when those guys hooked up for touchdowns, I won weeks. Like oh, it yeah. was double the points. Oh, yeah. Capitalize on those double points. The problem is over committing to something like that is you're going to win weeks by f- 70 points. Yeah. But they're few and far between. Right. In best ball, you get to use your other players without having to slot them in and out. Exactly. <laughs> and I think best ball, I think you do you do want to stack, especially it's over at Underdog Fantasy or in the Best Ball Mania 4. There's over, over 600 contestants in there. So you want to maximize your upside and think outside the box and get different stacks. Maybe a third stack like the Texans and the Panthers that you wouldn't think about. Rams. One of Rams, those like, uh, Rams is a good DraftKings, best ball, Ram stack. Yeah. It's super easy because you get like pick two, you take Cooper Cup. Yeah. Stafford's free. Yeah. Higby's free. Yeah. So then you can just load up your team elsewhere. And especially those DraftKings contests. That's right. And if you're in a smaller one, there's best ball leagues out there where you just compete with 13 other people. I don't think you need to sack. You're just beating 13 other people. You can just take guys with that'll have big spike weeks. Like we'll get into some of those Chiefs ones for sure. But even in those smaller best ball leagues, I think that you should just overload yeah, on offense. Be, only because you're not making a decision on whether you play them or not. Their performance will dictate that. Absolutely. That is not the case when you're managing your team. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, you got to put those guys in the starting. You got to put them in the starting lineup. Tampa Bay is a good one. Brady, like a Brady and Evans. Like if you had that. I guess duo towards the end of last year, you won. You were great, but there were a lot of moments last year where you you were just playing them every week because it's Mike Evans. Yeah, so th- those were league winners in best ball. They were guys that got you last place in your season long. Correct. They correct. So you really have to understand the difference between it. So when you're using ADP, I'm using the NFC ADP because it's season long, it's high stakes, sharper drafters, and I can shrink down the timeline. So I'm looking at the past week of drafting. Now it's not you're not getting five thousand drafts worth of samples, but but I'm getting like 150. Yeah, that's a solid amount, and those are like 350 dollars entries at least uh, at a minimum. So people are putting their hard earned dollars on the line, and I agree with you 100. percent They are sharp drafters. So in that, Cup is going fourth yep. among the receivers. It goes Jefferson Chase, Hill, Cooper Cup, and Jefferson and Jamar Chase are basically picks one and two, two and one, whatever order you want to take them in. I'm not going to worry about the Burrow stuff right now, but obviously if Burrow is out, Chase isn't the number two receiver. No. But I think the Cup is anyway. And yeah. Cup, you could, if you told me Cup was number one, sure. I mean, he's first in fantasy points per game last year. He's two years removed from the best ever season that we've seen. Like he is still legit. And when we talked about the running backs, as long as it's Sean McVay calling plays and Stafford is, even if it's not that that's the thing, it could still be a low end wide receiver one. 
Yeah, there's in, in line. I mean, we're talking about Cup coming off an injury, Stafford coming off an injury. We have no idea whether Stafford's healthy or not. It seems like Cup is. It fine. seems like they're both okay. They have no one. Yeah. Again, pass it to Will offense. Yeah. Yeah. Is Cooper Cup there? Let's throw to him. Right. He's always open. And and when he went down, they were just completely lost. Higby had 70 catches, but nobody else. And, and Al Robinson's gone like 2-2 Atwell and Skoranek, and these guys are not going to get six targets a game. It's going to be Cooper Cup. You said in the running back show, what would you say? Like You just know he's going to get 110 on nine catches. Yeah, nine catches, 110 yards. In some weeks, he'll score two touchdowns and be the best player in fantasy. Yeah. And, again, and when he's not the best player in fantasy, he's the... 15th best player in fantasy. And as great as Justin Jefferson's been over the past couple of years, he still has come second to Cup in fantasy points per game, even in a half-point setting. So there we go. So Cup and Jefferson, flip a coin, whoever you like. I'm going with Jefferson at one. I bet you I would, I would do, go I would, Jefferson. I would bet you I would get more clicks on my uh, on my rankings if I put Cup number one. But <laughs> you, I'm not going to do that. I'm you, not, I'm, you're I'm not here. out for the in for the clicks? I'm not here for the clicks. I'm here to help the people. That's so right. Chasen Hill, uh, three and four. And then yeah. we get to this next tier which I think is the important here because, you know, one of these guys is going to ruin your season. One of these guys is going to win your season. That's, I think they're all studs. I think yeah, we think that everyone's a stud when we rank them inside the top 10 and they don't turn out to be all that great. Yeah. So Maybe. who's the guy that's going to bust then? A.J. Brown? Oh, don't do it to me. Just Devonta Smith could have a better, better season than he that. He could. But, and then all of yeah. a sudden, he's not a bust like, he's going at pick number 11 right now. Yeah. But if, like, wide receiver seven. But if all of a sudden Devontae Smith, who's going at pick number 12 right. at receiver, that's pick number 23 overall. So if for a whole round after A.J. Brown. But if you told me Smith finishes number seven and Brown finished at 13, like, no, that I mean, can happen. Yeah, they're both top 12 <laughs> wide receivers for me. Smith is in tier three for me and A.J. is in, in tier two. I, I think the guy could be... Sorry, Paul. Diggs. I was looking at it too. Or Diggs could be number one. Yeah, he was wide receiver four last year on what was a quote-unquote down year Bad for him. Bad year for him, yeah. So I, I think, again, maybe Adams. Maybe Devontae Adams with Jimmy Garoppolo See, bringing in Jacoby it, Myers. It, it's funny. I have Devontae Adams at number five. I have him as the head of my third tier, wide receiver five. And that is not where he is being drafted. People have real concerns yeah. about Devontae Adams. He's going at, he's basically going at the same pick as Chris Olave, yeah. who I like. Yeah. But I don't quite understand... Actually, no, that, that's wrong. He's going in the same pick as Garrett Wilson. He's Garrett going, Wilson. He's, he's going in the nine. middle of the second, late second, yeah, 17 pick 15 overall. Yeah, yeah. Why are we out on Devontae Adams? What What did he we, do? We, we shouldn't be. No, we shouldn't <laughs> what, be. What has I mean, he done? Derek Carr played awful football last year, and Devontae Adams still finished with, what, 1,700 yards, roughly 14 touchdowns. And, and I know, and the I know game we, he had with Stidham was good, too. And I know that we – yeah, the game he did have. Where is Stidham now? Broncos? Mm. I don't know. I think it's the Broncos. He may still be in the system. Actually, no, they brought in Brian Hoyer. It's just a full Patriot thing there in Las Vegas at the moment with Denver. Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer. Denver. He's he's in Denver. He's in Denver. I'm shocked he didn't get a starting job. Not that I think that he's any good, but just if this was 10 years ago, the Seahawks would have signed him to like $80 million. Yeah. Yeah. Even like, like when they did that with Charlie Fry. Even like Carson Wentz is hanging out and he should be. But, like, 10 years ago, Carson Wentz would still have a job somewhere in the NFL. But, like, Stitham playing, like, three good games at the end of the year, like, that was insta-starter and insta-getting benched after the next six weeks. Well, one thing he did is he just gave Devontae Adams 17 targets. So Smart. I, that's, if, you're, 
Do it. How how many targets is he going to get? Do you trust Jimmy G? All he does is win football games. He's done good things in San Fran, but the play calling was legit in San Fran. I like Devontae Adams. I think he's a good value here. You know, you get him in the middle of second. You can start your draft. If you like wide receivers, you can start your draft with one of A.J. Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, and Devontae Adams as your second. You may have the choice of what you want to do, Garrett Wilson, Amara St. Brown, or Devontae Adams. I don't think you can make a bad choice. But he he is going to be, could be, you're a wide receiver, too, depending on how you feel about running backs. We talk about Derrick Henry late second. Is he there early third? Is Najee there early third? Ramondre? You could have a really nice start with Adams as your number two wide receiver. I guess the case against him is worse output on this offense. They don't throw as much. And he's getting to the point of his career where he's just too old. Can't take, can't take his targets. He's too old. That's not what's going to happen. No. But I do think that he's going to probably be amongst the leaders in target targets for yeah he should be i don't think myers cuts in too much and i think hunter renfro is a guy that's going to be off the squad i I just you don't bring it you don't bring in myers and be like we're playing myers and renfro yeah yeah so i feel like and renfro's a good player he had a it was maybe a car connection there between the guys but i'd say he is gone and then it's really just the two wide receivers yeah no waller i don't expect mayor to play a huge role in his rookie season so I think it's going to be heavy Adams and heavy Jacoby Myers. So our projections only have him at 141 targets. I think that's way too low. Yeah, I think that's like, like 20 to 32. But it's only because that our projections actually have Vegas being like, okay. And, and they're not going to be. And they're not going to be good. They're yeah. going to be really bad. Secondary is very bad, too. It's not even that they're bad. It's just that the AFC is really good. Yes. That they're just going to have to pass the entire time. So if you bump up. So right now we have them projected at 935 plays, which is very slow. So let's now give them 990 plays. Just bump that up a little bit. You know, five per game doesn't yeah. seem outrageous. Probably gives Adams... 25, 30 more targets. And we're going to put the rushing rate. We have them at 44%. But if they're losing all the time, they're probably not going to run as much. So let's put that at 40%. Just drop it down marginally. So you can kind of see, and this is why I say it's always fun to walk through these things to see what needs to happen to get your player there. And we have them projected team touchdowns at 37. Let's just make it 40 for the sake of argument. And rushing TD rate of 35%. That actually kind of checks out. So we'll save that. And we give... Devontae Adams, a, we have him at 27% market share. Let's give him 30 because that actually kind of tracks for me yeah. considering we're putting Myers at 15 and Renfro at 10 and Tucker at 8. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, can, we can take away some numbers we'll, there. Yeah, we can do that. So we'll just drop them down. And now all of a sudden Devontae Adams is wide receiver number four. Like that's marginally all that needs to happen to make him truly elite. And even his downside was wide receiver seven at the time. Exactly. And they should be they should be passing. Like you said, I mean, this is a this is a bad secondary. It's a loaded division. Denver is going to be better this year. The Broncos were dead last in points per game last they're, season. They're, they're going, going to be, be better. better. And then you have the Jaguars that have taken that leap forward. The Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, this, uh, Cleveland. There's a ton of good teams in the AFC. So to reference what I was just talking about, just changing – those Touch. numbers slightly. Yeah. Where do you think Devontae Adams ranks in total targets for the season amongst all the other receivers? Third, probably. First by eight over Jefferson. Wow. Just by doing that. Just by doing that. So the margins for him having an elite season are there. Now, could it go the other way and he's worse and he's lost a step? Yes. And then he wouldn't be as good. But I do think that he's still good. And I do think the Raiders are going to pass a ton because yeah. they're going to have to. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot like the Cooper Cup situation where, hey, we have one guy who's good. 
throw to him. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that McDaniels likes Myers being in the system in New England. I think he will have a role in the slot as a decent separator as well, but I would be shocked if Devontae Adams wasn't top five in targets. Like, he's going to have more targets than Chase. He's going to have more targets than A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, most likely, Diggs. The, he should be right there. And you did it. You did the numbers. He's number one. So Yeah, I mean, he's not number one in fantasy points, but he's number no, one he's in number targets. number one in volume and number one in targets, and he's still the best wide receiver in football, in my opinion. I think he's the best wide out in the game. He runs the the smoothest routes. He does. He's got the best hands. He's still a freak, man, and he proved it. And people had doubts about him leaving Aaron Rodgers, and he did great things when Rodgers was hurt with like Huntley and stuff. Like he's he's still. The we talk about St. Brown not getting those red zone targets. Even when Adams was a nobody, he got red zone. He targets. got red. He's zone just targets. great in the red zone. I'm yeah. trying to think like who who is the like if you just had like a one year team. And then you threw them back, almost like fantasy, but for real life. Because obviously fantasy and real life don't necessarily mesh the entire time. Like, will Garrett Wilson become the best receiver in football? Maybe. But I don't think that he is this year. No. But I I think he's on his way to being a a top five in the league. I I think the easy answer is Jefferson. You could say Jamar Chase. But I think the answer might actually be, people don't think that Cooper Cup is actually good. And he's he's amazing. I do. I think he's (laughs) phenomenal. Like, I... It's can, really close. When I say Adams, I would say Cup, I Jefferson, would, Chase, Tyreek. They're all there. But I, weirdly, and AJ. We, and AJ runs. No. AJ's. No. Oh, man. AJ's good. It's not even a Homer thing. I saw, AJ, I saw something on ESPN. There I, I'd rather have Gary Wilson than AJ Brown. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue. It's not, a, it's not a hot take. I mean, I like Gary Wilson too, but AJ Brown can do everything. I mean, he's explosive by the couch. He can run any single yeah. route that he wants, and he's contested not, catches. I'm not saying he's bad. I would not throw him in that bucket with those other guys. I, it, it, he's I, more in the CD lane. bucket. all studs. Yeah. yeah. These guys are all studs. So in terms of the rankings, Adams leads it off at number five. Then I have Diggs, Lamb, Amon Ra, AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle. Who is impacted more if Burroughs like hurt? Higgins or Chase? It's got to be Higgins, right? Probably. Chase has been very, I don't want to say he's been touchdown dependent, but he his second in the league in touchdowns since he's entered among wide receivers, and he doesn't get the same type of volume as the other guys, although year two he was on pace. I think he had a few more targets and he only was limited. He was limited to 12 games, so he's on pace to really shatter some of his rookie numbers, but it's got to be T. Higgins. It chases a guy that you can just really, you know, you can use him a lot inside the red zone. You can lean on him a little bit with some bubbles, bubble screens, just quick slants. I would say Higgins probably. Man, Burrow's going to be fine. Yeah, Burrow's going to be fine. So I have Higgins yeah. leading off the next tier, tier four for me. It would be tier three for you, I would think. Yeah. So it's like Higgins, Keenan, uh, Garrett Wilson, Ridley, Devonta Smith, Olave, Judy, Metcalf. And I have DeAndre Hopkins in there as well. Yeah. Who's still very good. What do you do with Marquise Brown? Marquise Brown is um, he's down there a little bit for me. I got him. I, I got him in tier four. My tier three is Waddle, Smith, Olave, and Higgins. So just a bunch of one Bs. Yeah, and I, 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 I mean these. I just wanted to talk about those eight names and try to like. Is Keenan Allen even a part of this tier? Uh, yes. In Maybe a PPR I, I think league, the fact in a PPR you're, league, you're hesitating. I yeah, he's, he's either at the bottom or a part of the next the one. bottom or part of the next one. For me, he he fits into with Cooper Metcalf. More Ridley Hopkins, he's in. He's more in there. Is like I think I'd rather have DeAndre than have Keenan Allen. Hopkins, yeah, yeah. I, well, he's the clear cut number one in a team that wants to run the ball, but when they pass it, it's going to be straight to Hop, do the math with Hop. Hopkins only played eight or nine games. He was on pace for 181 targets, and he did my single favorite thing an aging superstar can do. 
take steroids. <laughs> it's a good career. You or? said that about Alshon Jeffrey, and he went and won a Super Bowl with I, the Eagles. I also, said awesome. that, I also said that about the Antonio Gates resurgence. Yeah. The year that he came, he got busted for steroids. <laughs> oh, he comes back after four games. is awesome. He was. And Alshon <laughs> was phenomenal, too. Yeah, Hopkins. Yeah, you, you, you want? It's just like when I bet golfers. Like, why do I like betting Patrick Reed? Because he cheats. <laughs> I want my guy cheating. I want. I don't care about the integrity. No. I want to win my bets. <laughs> I want to win the bets, and he's going to do whatever he can yeah, he's gonna, to win. It, Paul talks about it. <laughs> All the time. You want those UFC fighters that fight for your dollar. <laughs> I want the guys bending the rules to their advantage to fight for my dollar too, I regardless of the it. sport. I dig it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So when we take a look at Hopkins right now, so Hopkins baseline is projected wide receiver 31. And that is with Tennessee... 900 plays flat, a rushing rate of 52%, which kind of tracks, only 32 touchdowns. So let's say that they're better than we give them credit for, although this actually kind of tracks to me. So let's call it 950 plays, up from 900. 
not crazy. Yeah. Play a little bit of a fast, faster pace. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to knock them down past 52% rushing rate because you know they're going to They're run. just going to run so, anyways. So let's leave it at that. But let's say they score 36 touchdowns instead of 32. Yeah. Just make it easy on Four ourselves. Four more. Just by doing that without tweaking anything, Hopkins is now wide receiver number 27. And now if we do a little bit more intensive a deep dive, we only have him projected at 23% market share with Traylon Burks at 17%. And then uh, Okongwo at 19%. But let's say both of our hunches are correct Mm -hmm. that he's basically Devontae Adams on this team with the way that they use him in terms of target share. So let's call him 29% target share. And it doesn't really affect players all that much. Like you drop Burks from 17 to 15. You drop Okongwo from 18 to 16. And you drop Nick Westbrook-Ikina to 4% from 5%. Now we're actually, we can keep him at 5%. From 5.5 to 5, we've now rectified everything. We're back at 100% market share for all these receivers. And we'll even give him a little bit of a boost. Now he's, uh, just by doing that, he's up to wide receiver 16. Yeah. And, and I think that's more respectable. Actually. Yeah. And his catch rate up you know, lower than 70%. That would be lower yep. than his career average. Yep. And his touchdown market share of the receiving game, we only have at 27% probably going to be higher than that yeah it might be and you know i know what a lot of people are probably thinking right now that he's lost a step and he's you know not a great separator at this point of his career but he never really was like he's just he's got great hands and he's a guy that again contested catches in the end zone Tannehill is not a bad quarterback last year was he's okay last year was trash for him because he lost his alpha he lost aj he got hurt with the foot injury, and he didn't run around as much. I mean, he had back-to-back years with seven rushing touchdowns and roughly 300 rushing yards. He's fine. He's an okay quarterback, and he could certainly lean on uh, the veteran and DeAndre Hopkins. I got him as wide receiver 22. I think he belongs in this tier with some of these other guys that we're, that we're talking about. So what, with the adjustments that I made, I boosted him from 26% touchdown rate to 35% touchdown rate, bumped down Burks by 2%. Everyone basically by 2%. Yeah. We had Derrick Henry at 10%, just bumped him down to 6 in the receiving game yeah, yeah. For, for scoring receiving touchdowns. Now he's wide receiver 14. So that's the path to him getting there. Yeah. And what do I have now? Four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18. So splitting the difference between the projection and your ranking yeah. is where I have him. But there's other guys I could move up. Like Jake was telling me that he's big on Drake London. But like I find it hard to get Drake London that high up. <laughs> me too. I got him at 27. I'm the lowest set FTN on Drake London, Debo Samuel, probably oh, I'm, I'm McLaurin. I'm down on I, I know actually I kind of like McLaurin a lot. I don't understand Deontay Johnson where he fits into all of this. People love Deontay Johnson. I don't fully get it. It's a volume thing, but it's, it's I don't volume. think it's the same. Yeah, it's it's one. It's bad volume too. He's he's he can't catch. He can. He's a good wide receiver, but he's he has struggled with drops. He didn't even score a touchdown last year. I'm sure he's going to score touchdowns yeah. this year. Of course, it's going to happen for him. It's like Miles Sanders zero to double digit, but he's going to score. I just I'm not interested. I, I'm not interested in in really the offense, and I would rather take George Pickens. But these other guys, um, McLaurin's fine. I get him at 24. He finishes every year 17 to 20. Yeah, and maybe Hal's all right. Maybe, maybe Hal's all right. It can't be any worse than what's so, going on. So let me tell you if you think this is a realistic stat line for Deontay Johnson: 82 catches, 900 yards, four touchdowns. That's yeah, that, right. That's fine. That would make what's him wide that? receiver 30. And I. That's where, where do I got him? I probably got him low thirties. I got him thirty two. Yeah, yeah. That's where he is. But but other people have him higher than that, and he is going in the mid to late twenties. He is going right. FFC now. probably has him in. 
Uh, actually, they're more down. They have a receiver 30, pick number 62. Good, and they're super sharp. So. Yeah, Drake <laughs> Drake London, receiver 21, pick number 43. That is one pick behind Calvin Ridley and Jerry Judy, ahead of Hopkins, ahead of DJ Moore, ahead of Watson, ahead of Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Ayuk. Like, Some I- of those guys, yes. Uh, maybe Ayuk and Kirk, but I got him at 27. I think he's a terrific wide receiver, but... What did we talk about with Atlanta? These guys are going to have Run. one of the highest rush rates in all of football. They're going to lean on the back that they just drafted high, and even Algier will probably get some carries. And all, like I will say that Drake London became viable in fantasy when they made the quarterback switch to Desmond Ritter over Marcus Mariota. But I'm not saying Kyle he can't Pitts start. Didn't play. Not saying he games. can't start as your wide receiver three. But now you're drafting him as a mid wide receiver two. No thanks. I do not want that guy to be my wide receiver two. And what people are pointing to is the absurd air yards the absurd target share percentage and that is something that i am actively looking for but there are no pits pits didn't play in those games no pits so and now you're adding kyle pitts and i know he wasn't used great last year but let's not forget about that magical rookie season that he had and he's still a mismatch do you know who's going to frustrate people to no end on this team because i've seen it happen in miami Mac Collins. I've seen it happen in Vegas that Mac Collins for three games is just going to be like, he had three better games than London had all year somehow. <laughs> He's actually not a bad wide receiver. I know this from his from the Philly days. He never touched the field that often in Philly, but he actually he had some decent moments last year for the Raiders. He's not a bad wide. There's also like a weird Cordero thing that they're still going to use him. And I have no idea how they're going to use him. I don't know either. Like I would. S- I would say in the past, it was like the red zone would come to mind. But when you have a guy like Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts yeah, you're not and Drake London, the there's no need to really have have Cordell Patterson there. But yeah, he, maybe he'll be used. I didn't fully believe in him. That's why another reason I liked Algier last year. I'm like, Patterson is not a running back. Yeah, like, but Patterson a, was good for a few games. He was good in touches and, and spurts. He gets yeah. his touches because they want to run the ball. But that's the big yeah. thing. Like uh, People will point to you know, a 32% market share of the targets in this offense yeah the one that doesn't pass yeah exactly like that's not doing me any good no like i'd rather have the 22 percent guy on the team that actually passes yeah i'm not again i'm not super excited the way that i attack my drafts i try to get two of the top 15 including amari cooper in there for me i try to get um two top 15 wide receivers so that's why drake london isn't appealing to me as a wide receiver too I do like Amari Cooper quite a bit. It was it was close for me to put him into that tier with actually uh, Devontae really? and Chris Olave. When you look into his numbers, actually a really sneaky good season. Wide receiver 10. Loved him. Loved him last year. Third and end zone targets. He was used deeper down the field, higher A dot. His better game, surprisingly, came with Jacoby Brissett and not Deshaun Watson. Well, we expect maybe Watson, maybe. Well, can maybe? Watson, the big question going into the season for Cleveland is, can Deshaun Watson complete a 10-yard pass? If he can, then we're in business. Then we're in business because he looked absolutely atrocious. Uh, and our guy, Shaughnessy, has a, an interesting theory. Maybe he will be atrocious the rest of the way. We'll see what happens. But he was used differently than he was in Dallas. You know, yards per route run almost, um, you know, a 35 40% increase there. And he's just a good wideout, man. He's Agreed. Great blocker, wideout. too. Yeah. So and a team that wants to run the ball a lot, primarily with Nick Chubb. That he's going to be on the field every single time. They do pick up Elijah Moore, which yeah. I think is helpful. Donovan yeah, Peoples Jones is okay. Yeah. These guys aren't taking his job. No. But if they ran more, pass a little less, or even Watson ran a little bit more as well, I wouldn't be surprised. My issue with Amari Cooper this year is where he's going. He's yeah. going at pick number 37 overall, wide receiver number 18. Yeah. And if you ranked him at 18, that would be fine. But then you start to look at some of the names behind him. Like Jerry Judy's behind him. I'd rather have Jerry Judy. Kelvin Ridley's behind him. 
rather have Calvin Ridley. Like, London's behind him. I would rather have a Murray Cooper. But now we're into, like, Christian Watson. I might want to have Christian Watson. I really like Pro- Watson. I'd probably want Terry McLaurin. Or they're the same, just objectively yeah. looking at it, yet one is going at pick 37, the other one's going at pick a round and a half later. Yeah. So he, why would you take a Murray Cooper? Yeah, when you... Yeah, when you bake in the ADP and all these guys, like for me, tier four, I got 14 dudes here. Yeah, and they're and when, and when anyone is on the same tier, you have to treat them as somewhat interchangeable. Yeah, and and you get the two round discount. I, and I think like I think Lockett should be in the Metcalf tier. Like, wh- why isn't why isn't he? Why do we do this every year? Lockett has had more fantasy points than DK Metcalf back to back years. I know. I don't Everybody know. does it. I do it. Too. I I have DK at 16. I got Lockett at 22. I, I'm I'm kind of still doing it. I get they added Jackson Smith. The I don't really care about that. Like Lock DK has the higher ceiling. Clearly, he does. He's gonna get. He's gotten more targets year after year, and he did last year with Geno. But Geno was he led the NFL in completion percentage. He proved that he can throw the ball okay. down the field, even if he steps back a touch or two. What if he doesn't step back a touch? What if it's two touches back, and he's not that efficient? Now you don't have sustained. Then drive. both of these guys are not going to be as good, right? I completely they should, agree. And then why not just take Lockett? I, I think in overall draft strategy, you're right. But I do think that the reason to bring in Jackson Smith in Jigba is not necessarily to replace Tyler Lockett, but to replace some of those. Like DK's on, like he's such an incredible athlete that you can't bring in anyone to do what he does. He's on an island. You can replace what Lockett. Like Lockett's a very sneaky route runner, very sneaky in the red zone as well. Just gets himself open. Yes, he does. But now we're bringing in kind of the younger, better version. Not to say that Lockett won't outscore him. But yeah. I think he can eat away from Lockett more than he eats away from DK. That would be my case. Yeah. Could be completely wrong. Yeah. And you know, make really good points. I, I think JSN is completely off my radar for this year. I, I think JSN, they, by the way, JSN sounds like one of those channels <laughs> that you didn't know that you have that like, you're flipping through. What the fuck is JSN? Right next to VSN. Yeah. yeah. Like the, they're, they're showing like, I don't know, so, Hogan's Heroes <laughs> one day, then they're showing Live Golf the next. <laughs> <laughs> and then like uh, lumberjacks is some yeah. lumberjack competition or something like that. But I, I think they they drafted him knowing that there's an out in Lockett's contract after this year. He steps in like he to play the Lockett role. But I just I feel like those guys should be closer together. Like last year, I didn't understand honestly that Elijah Elijah Moore was going so much earlier than Garrett Wilson, or this year that. I get Ridley has a higher ceiling, but I think, as we talked about the running backs, that Ridley and Kirk should be closer together. Now, if I had the choice, I'm taking the upside. And Ridley, he's shown us that he got a 1,400-yard season. He's closer to be a wide receiver one than Kirk could be. But I still believe that these guys are two and threes, not a two and a five. Like, Kirk, I don't think is getting a lot of respect. Kirk is being buried a little bit, myself included, with a lot of this, where he appears in the rankings. Maybe you can talk him up to me, and I can put him up there. In the like the Hollywood Brown case, I think is very interesting because I think it's very reminiscent of the DJ Moore case. Who I'm not drafting DJ Moore. I think no. that's a terrible idea. Just like when everyone lined up to draft fucking Darnell Mooney last year, who now sucks and He's, no one wants. <laughs> and we should have a call. did Jake. We should talk about Mooney with Jake. I feel like Jake likes himself some Mooney now. He does fit into a, his more 
acceptable what he should be. He's a wide receiver too, he's not got, a one. He's, now he's a two. Chase he, Claypool's a three. Like they're in the right slot. Claypool so. might not even play. Right. <laughs> he's, a, he's both of those guys should not be on your radar. Claypool and Mooney. Mooney was wide receiver sixty six as the number one guy last year. When I was pounding my fist on the table about like, do not draft this loser. Yeah. He's going to suck yeah. in this offense. You all you were spot on. Yeah. But but what was he going last year? Like pick number 18, 15, 20. 18 yeah. at wide receiver. You could but, count on with three fingers how many times he had more than five catches or five targets. He wait, wasn't everyone, used at all. Everyone loved him last year. Now he's wide receiver 60. He's what? still too early. It might, it might be, but <laughs> why but Why is DJ Moore going at wide receiver number 23? Where is the upside in the... Because like, all, all of a sudden that Justin Fields is good? He's no, not. No, no. Because DJ Moore is actually good. Because DJ Moore is a great runner. And, he's, and, and that's going to work with the guy that can't throw the ball? Well, we said this before with Allen. We said it with Josh Allen. Everybody did. Josh Allen can't throw the football. What did they do? They brought in Stefan Diggs. They brought in Cole Beasley, route runners. Jalen Hurts, same conversation last year. People actually thought that Gardner Minshew should have been the starting quarterback in Philadelphia. They were even saying that midway through the season Mid- somehow. Chris Sims... What a loser that guy is, that they would be perfect with Gardner Minshew. We actually got a look of it when Hurts got hurt and Gardner Minshew came in and had a bunch of losses. But he improved when they got an alpha wide receiver for him in A.J. Brown. But D.J. Moore, Moore is not an alpha wide receiver. But he's an aging wide receiver. Too. I don't know if he's that. Yeah, he's maybe he's more of a two than a one. But he, if you look at the numbers from 2017, he's seventh most receiving yards. He's played with awful quarterbacks. You can't tell me Cam Newton was good. Hold on, hold on. Cam Newton was brutal. Hold on. What year was that? 2017? From 2019. Or 2019. Or se- that's, maybe 19. That's last four years ago. And what? He's top seven in receiving yards since the last four years. He's had good seasons in terms of yards. He hasn't had the touchdowns with those other guys. But think about the quarterbacks he's played with, man. Yeah, he played with Baker. He, he played with Darnold. And, and, and uh, Teddy Cam Bridgewater Newton. and Kyle Allen. All losers. Yeah. Justin Fields has upside, and we can't say that he is a bad passer yet because he's no, throwing okay. the ball to Mooney, I, Dante Pettis, and Equinemius St. Brown. I, I guess my point is, I I am saying that I don't think Justin Fields is a good passer because I, I, I need to have an opinion on these things yeah. going into the year to make my picks. Yeah. And that's why I don't like DJ Moore. I think he just caps any upside that DJ Moore has. When I look at some of these guys behind him, I'm like, I don't know if just Jordan Love is good or not. So I'd rather Christian have Watson. Wa- Chris, I have Watson hot, higher. I was going to say, Christian Watson just... Could, yeah. If Jordan Love sucks, Christian Watson's going to suck. But I'm going to take that chance. Just The difference between Allen and maybe Hurts really did improve once they tailored an offense around him and did bring him in some guys. So, I mean, that's a complete whip. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't like Fields for fantasy. I think he's going to be oh, great for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, he should. It's just the same reason I'm going to yeah. draft Anthony Richardson everywhere. I have no idea <laughs> if he's good or he not. He could be the worst passer in the NFL and still be a top-10 quarterback. Tim Tebow is a top-10 quarterback in yeah. fantasy. Yeah. People forget these things. I know. You want the guy who runs. Blake Bortles. That's who you want. Oh, that was all garbage time, though. But <laughs> Still running around a bit. We saw the glimpse with Allen, his willingness to... He was inaccurate, but improved in the accuracy going into year two. Like his accuracy got progressively better. Mm-hmm. But he just threw lasers. Not to say the field has a bad arm. He doesn't. He has a great arm. He has a great arm. But like the, when you saw Josh Allen throw, you're like, holy shit, that guy looks like Brett Favre. Yeah. Like throwing 45-yard lasers yeah. down the field. And completely... Like, Josh Allen was winning games as like a loser rookie. <laughs> he was. And I remember there was like Calvin Benjamin on the squad and stuff. Like, I, I get it. I don't want to be too hard on him in year one and two. But there were still moments with Diggs when they brought him in, him sailing balls over him. He improved sure. as a passer. Maybe maybe he's an outlier, but Hurts kind of followed in those steps as well. I just think it's too it's too early. And the way that Fields can scramble and move around and the route running that, that Moore has. And one season he was first in yards after catch. Like, he's a great route runner. And if they can find a way to get him the ball in space and 
I'm sure there will be some boomer bust games where we're talking about some wide receivers in this tier that come with a better floor. I would agree with you there, but there could also be some, some big time moments from him where I could just picture field scrambling around more is lost. It's a deep ball. It's a big play to the house. Like that sure, there's going to be a high upside. That's there. the old, oh my God, I'm getting so, I mentioned we've been doing the show since 2014. <laughs> the guy that I used to drink, Doug Baldwin. Oh, there you that go. is the Doug Baldwin playbook the for fantasy points. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson scrambling around, and for some reason, Doug Baldwin's behind the defense because <laughs> the secondary loses that player, and they—it's like a spy, right? You have to worry about the guy in Justin Fields that has 1,100 coming off a season with 1,100 rushing yards. So, so my pushback would be against that. To kind of use your own uh, positives yeah. against you here, sure. one as we talked about with some of the running backs, with running quarterbacks. They don't love throwing the ball when they're out in space. They love running. They love running. And yeah. when, you can, when you're someone who can break you're off 80-yard touchdown you're runs, fewer pass We've attempts, so that's not going to be great. Too. Number two is DJ Moore's advantage as a wide receiver is his elite route running. Yeah. When you start scrambling, you take that advantage away. Now you just kind of need to be open when the defense breaks down. But his advantage, and even with some of the loser quarterbacks that he played with, West Coast offense, three-step drop. I know DJ Moore is going to be right there, and I'm yeah. going to hit him in stride. That is not Justin Fields. And and that's – I totally agree with you. And that's where I actually question him as a passer. I think that he could be accurate throwing the ball deep down the field, but it's it would be his timing, his progressions, his reads. Is it, Can he – and I, I still think it's way too early to tell. I do believe in the upside of him There's, as an accurate passer. There, there is upside there. I am not saying that's the case. But the thing that really worries me, and one thing that has been very predictive over the years of whether someone's going to be a good quarterback or bad quarterback, and this is something that both Hurts and Allen did that Fields didn't, Fields just gets fucking sacked all the time. Yeah, the he offense, doesn't. The I mean, that's a real problem. Yeah, it is a real problem. And I remember as a rookie, it was really bad. It was really bad last year, too. It was the worst in the league. This yeah. is sack rate per dropback. And it's not just an offensive line thing. It, certain guys get sacked. Yeah, certain guys hang on to it too long, too. Um, and, again, another downtick, I guess, for Fields is he doesn't have that creative play calling that Hurts did have with Steichen and yeah, Steichen look was at with the Herbert coaching. And, maybe, and in Brian Dable. different. Yeah, maybe new coach. They do have a run first offense with they got three backs on their <laughs> squad. They with Eberflus, they want to run the football. Um, you mentioned Christian Watson. I think he's a pretty good target, man. I think he is now the quarterback play there could be spotty too. And when you look into his numbers in the second half, I when you really look in from a fantasy standpoint, he was wide receiver seven from week ten to eighteen. He was fourth in fantasy points per game among wide receivers, but he had like a big chunk in like a four game span of like five touchdowns with Rodgers, but. He runs some really good routes. He kind of reminds me of Mike Evans. He's like a big body. He's got a little bit of sneaky speed to him. Yeah, he's not even sneaky. Dude's fucking fast. Yeah, really fast. But you don't... When I looked at him, I watched like some of his film before he was with the Packers. It's like, it doesn't seem like he'd well, be he's a fast running guy. Against, like, he's no, got huge strides. Well, he's also playing against like North Dakota State and shit like yeah, that. It's like... I, mean, I have no idea who he played. But it's not yeah. like... He's not playing in the SEC. No. He's playing against like potentially walk-on dude... <laughs> from somewhere in montana yeah so you just don't know and it was the same thing with carson wentz and josh allen when they're playing this lesser quality competition how do you know ever what they're doing is real yeah with trey lance trey 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 lance is another one trey lance didn't have an interception in one full season you think he'd be the best quarterback of all time but kaepernick was very much the same way too like you just see like this guy's awesome against jabroni competition and kaepernick ended up being great yeah and now he might be like the most overrated player in history because he's been out of the league, what, seven years? People are like, bring back Kaepernick. <laughs> like, that was the thing, year two yeah. into it. 
almost a decade later. Yeah. Like, let's pop the brakes a little bit. We don't know. I can't remember people's names. Anymore. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Love, I think he's going to struggle as a quarterback, but I think he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that kind of leans on his guy. I think he's going to be a, a heavy, here's my guy, Watson. But do we know that Watson's his guy? Well, it, it is a small sample size. He came into that game in Philadelphia, and he had that 67-yard slant to Watson, which he took to the house. Uh, and he, Watson, from even when Rodgers was there, was averaging more targets per game than, than Alan Lazard and was or playing Dibs. 80% of the Romeo snaps. Dibs. And that's a guy that I don't believe in talent-wise. I think Jaden Reed is a better talent. I think he's a better talent and a better pick than than dubs okay he's gonna have a nice role in the slot that's very interesting i'd be more willing to bet on the green bay receivers with the unknown of jordan love based on the chicago receivers with what i know about justin fields right now yeah i mean so that would make watson over dj Moore for me yeah you just draft fields yeah, just, yeah, draft fields. That's great. Fields. That's a great he's idea. And 90% Khalil, of the And offense. I like Khalil Herbert. Draft him. Yeah, there you they're go. Gonna run and and they're going to run the football. And he's going to open up running lanes. Yeah. Another one to speak of, there's two. You kind of mentioned DK and Lockett and Calvin Ridley and Kirk. I really like Calvin Ridley. I think that he's just being undervalued right now, mm-hmm. even though it seems like he's being overdrafted. But he's still wide receiver number 20, pick number 40. Yeah, I think he's a good pick. Like in that range, I, I think when we went through running backs – that's the same range as like some like not loser running backs, like, but like running of, backs you don't want. Yeah, it's it's kind of that dead zone. Like I just feel like if you don't get yourself a top twelve alpha running back, then just wait it out a little bit and take some of these wide receivers in this tier as like your second or your third wide receivers. Like you basically have the choice between Kelvin Ridley and Aaron Jones. Exactly. Like, give me give do? me Kelvin Ridley. Come on. Like, yeah. And Kelvin Ridley could be a top five receiver this year. And I think that's the thing with Kirk is that I don't think that he has that spot ability. on hundred percent agree with you there. And Trevor Lawrence could be quarterback two or three. I think he's that good. And I believe in this offense. I believe that it can go toe to toe with any offense in the NFL, including the, the chiefs. So I'm a bit down on Cooper versus ADP. I'm a bit down on Keegan Keenan Allen versus ADP. Like if you told me that Keenan Allen was not the wide receiver one on his own team, not surprised, no. but Hey, maybe it's the magic here. Mike Williams stays healthy. And then he's just better than Keenan Allen. Could maybe be Quentin Johnson's just good. Very possible. There's, so, that's a, that's actually a really strong possibility that remember Joshua Palmer, JP. I mean, not that he had great games, but there was, there was times where he was the one on the team, right? Mike Williams was hundred percent. Keenan Allen's hundred percent. They're both out. But when was the playing. last time Keenan Allen was hundred percent? Oh, man, rookie season? I don't know. Yeah, he's going to pick he's number... He's a stud. He's going to pick still, number 37. Yeah. He's going ahead of Judy and Ridley. That's too high. And Debo is at 35. Just don't draft him. Yeah, quick thing for Debo, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, you look at his four years, 10 fantasy points per game, rookie, 10, sophomore, 18, year three, last year, 10. Was he outlier? When they used him as a running back. Now they got CMC on the team. There's no reason to give that guy carries inside the 10 yeah and, and Debo doesn't want to start getting too many carries because if they call him a running back and not a wide receiver <laughs> it's going to cost him a hundred million dollars <laughs> he's a great real life player he's fantastic and he'll be a good fantasy player for four weeks yes like IU has a very high likelihood of outscoring him yeah absolutely or it, it, I, I think it's 50 50 and there was a really nice connection with Purdy and Kittle too Kittle was a guy that pressured a lot of owners at the start of the season then that quarterback change happened and he wasn't blocking as much he had seven touchdowns in the last four games with Brock Purdy he was used a lot especially in the red zone I mean I just 
if you can't get McCaffrey, you might just want, and that's kind of the reason that the Niners' offense continues to be good. You don't know where you don't it's know. going. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it most hurt, or not most hurt. Um, Elijah Mitchell's going to have games like this. Yeah, it's a lot of great players. It's a good offense. It's well balanced. Yeah, well balanced. Great offensive line. They can, they can run more than most teams anyway and be effective with it. Yeah. So that just decreases the amount. Like if you had to put an average per game on Debo Samuel's carries, and I set the over under average of three and a half. Would I would just lean the under. I would lean the under, too. Yeah. There's no reason to give him four carries. And when he went on that historic run, he was scoring a rushing touchdown a week. And it's not like he was getting goal line carries. No. He was just punching them in from 40 yards out. <laughs> that was a special season. It really was. And, of course, it's an outlier season. He's a really good football player. You you, you nailed it. It just, again, you, you spent that capital on CMC. He's a really good football player, too. So that was one. Like, the Ridley, Kirk, DK, Lockett. I do think that that's one, the Debo, Samuel, and Ayuk dichotomy. I think that they're very close. In yeah. fact, I have them ranked back-to-back in, like, the mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And I may even go lower than Samuel. The Chargers is another thing. There's no real reason to draft Keenan Allen way ahead of Mike Williams. No. They basically produce the same stuff. Yep. Deontay Johnson and Pickens are actually going quite close to each other. So I do think that makes some sense. You said you like Pickens a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But we have some other guys. like The Tampa well, guys? Well, kind of. We'll get to the Tampa guys in a second because I have some bad takes okay. for the Bucks Let's and why it. you should draft Mike Evans. But that's a totally different story. All right. Olave. We're all just in on Olave. Michael Thomas is back again. <laughs> I know. And when Thomas played last year, he just caught touchdowns. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and you don't have to spend a high pick on Michael Thomas this year, which I like. In the past, like when he came off that great season with Drew Brees, I spent a third overall pick on Michael Thomas. I could never recover. He Slant didn't play. Boy. Slant boy. Last year, it wasn't a first-round pick, but it was still a fourth. It was fifth. a fourth or fifth. Now it's pick 103. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out at 103. That's not going to hurt you. He's probably going to be your fourth or fifth, depending on how much you really like wide receivers. That's not going to hurt you. I I, I think he's motivated. A lot of people say he doesn't want to play football. He's not motivated. I, I see those. I see those. I understand those comments. This year does feel a little bit different. He has talked up Carr. Carr has said he's a violent route runner. They're on the field. They're catching passes this year. There's In the past, it's been... Well, when is he going to get on the field and run routes? Well, think about how good Carr was with Hunter Renfro, with this type of player. And even Waller. I mean, Waller's more explosive than Michael Thomas. But, like, the part of the field where he's going to occupy, like, that's Carr's wheelhouse, man. Oh, yeah. Man, Carr got MVP votes when he had Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree as two. And then Tim called him the MVP, and then he broke his And then he broke that his week. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I may have had a future on Carr. No, I'm kidding. But I Michael Thomas is being drafted behind Jackson's... Gabe Davis is being drafted behind Jackson Smith in Jigba. Talk about, like, Darnell Mooney syndrome with Gabe Davis. Now no one wants him. It's like the stock market, man. And <laughs> I don't understand why he ticked off so many people, because he was getting drafted as roughly, what, a wide receiver... He was going, like, by the time drafts 20? came around... It's funny, too. I, I made a bunch of bets with people, like Brendan Cooks would be better than Gabe, Gabe Davis. Davis. And the, it turned out that they were both bad. Yeah. And Cooks got benched for no reason because he just stopped showing up because they didn't trade him. That's right. That's the only reason he lost. That's right. And yeah, he would have beat him. But I still think Gabe Davis finished his wide receiver 27 in a half-point setting. So he wasn't. he was still... A he wide was, receiver he was three. For a lot of the year. Yeah, he was still okay. I just think people's expectations were so high. Now, if he does the same thing that he did last year, catches seven touchdowns. Well, he wasn't a big volume guy. He caught three passes a game, basically he had some drops. But if he does the same thing they did last year, he's going to return value in the forties. Yeah, he's 
he's a good pick this year. I think he is. I think I need him a little bit later because, like I said, I think I'd rather draft Michael Thomas I would rather, 25 picks later. I would have Thomas, too. Thomas is worth your time. So, I mean, the JSN thing is kind it's of— easy pass. It, it, easy it has to be a pass. He's going in the same spot as Dotson and Pickens. He's going ahead of Tyler Lockett in, in certain drafts. I've seen it time and time again. I know best ball is different, but I've seen it. You can say Lockett's going ahead of him in higher stakes, but not by much. Not by much. And like Hollywood Brown's in that range. Like volume, maybe pure volume. Pure volume. He's the only decent the receiver only on the team. Good guy on like the squad. People just they love Rondell Moore. Why? When is the Rondell Rondell Moore could have eight thousand targets this year? Then he'll have like he'll nine have, catches for negative three yards somehow. He's had multiple games with like eight grabs for thirty yards. How does that even happen? Like I'm not interested at all in Rondell Moore. He's going way too early. He's beside Elijah Moore, and I'd much rather have Elijah Moore than Rondell Moore. But a lot. Um, if if we do see Kyler back, I mean, even let's just let's just pretend Kyler doesn't exist. Pure volume. Worst team in football. Twelve pass, targets pass, a game. Pass. Yeah. With a stretch receiver with a ton of speed. Yeah. Who gets hurt all the time, granted. Yeah. But you're paying pick 73 for him. Yeah. He's so late sixth, early seventh? I have him in a tier with Kirk and Evans Ayuk, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman. He's in that tier for me. Are, are we ready to do this? I think we are. Why is Mike be. Evans being drafted in the 80s? Is, the, is he cooked? And I just didn't, like, I know he wasn't great last year. He's not cooked. But if he's not cooked, that's fucking outrageous. It is. And I feel like him and Godwin are always i have a lot of shares of both because you can get both out godwin goes a little bit earlier because there's a safety yeah, valve God, there godwin is going at pick for reference at pick number 58 mike evans is going at pick 78 it's in the seventh round consistently he's going in the same spot as Kadarius tony <laughs> that's okay, mike evans actually. who listen i don't the offense is going to be worse yeah, inherently he's boomer bust yeah he's he gonna be boomer be. bust you're not right Using a pick where you need to rely no. on him. He's not your wide receiver one, two, or three, really, at that no, point. He's probably he your, could be your three. I mean, he could potentially be your two. He could be, yeah. He has that upside. I mean, he did score 43 points in, like, the final game of the season. He was very boomer bust yeah. with Tom Brady last year, but Tom Brady was awful. Yeah, Tom Brady was not good. He was not good last year as a pastor. Baker Mayfield has not shown us that he can be great, but he did some good things with the Rams to earn himself maybe this with, job. With nobody. With like, nobody. It's not like he was just chucking to Cooper Cup every right. time. And they're going to be playing from behind. We talked about Rashad White. You got some concerns. Other people that I respect have some concerns. The offensive line, maybe they're not efficient running the ball again this year. And even if it's Kyle Trask, I think he's a guy. Um, I know. I can tell you I know nothing about Kyle Trask. I don't know a I called ton him, about I called him. him Blake Trask for like three years. <laughs> so I used to play hockey against a guy named Blake Trask. <laughs> we're going to see Trask start some games this year. I think if you're Tampa, you have to see Trask start some games this year. Or uh, Baker's good. Or Baker's good. And, and that's great was, for Mike Evans. Maybe it's a little bit of Jameis. Maybe, just targets, maybe he just targets Mike Evans. That's I, what I, I think. I would prefer Godwin. I think Godwin is still going to be roughly top 12 in targets. The, like mar- he was the last market year. prefers Godwin too. So you're yeah. not. But the value really is with Mike Evans as potentially, man, if you could leave your draft, just say, if you could leave your draft with him as your wide receiver four, would you not feel pretty good about your squad? I would. And I think it comes down to the opportunity cost of where you take Mike Evans versus around it. Like, would I rather have Hollywood Brown? I think I would. And they're going back-to-back, 33 and 34 in drafts. So just standard projections from runthesims.com. Use runthesims.com for free right yeah. now. Make your own. Gotta, gotta keep plugging that. Link's down in the description. Super easy. If you can't spell, the link's there for you. <laughs> Not tough to no. figure out, no. but uh, you can do it. I mean, it's great for drafting. It's especially it really good. is, It's yeah. especially good for showdown. Yeah. It is the best showdown simulation You just tool. make the quick adjustments. and Make then... quick adjustments, and it runs 10,000 simulations in under five seconds. That costs money, though. The projections yeah. do not. Right. 
Uh, so Mike Evans, this is a, here's what his baseline projection is. 68 catches on 109 targets, 2.9 touchdowns. 2.9, come on. And 986 yards. What do you think that makes him? Uh, the two, the two touchdowns throws me off, but I'd say like 30, 32 because of the two touchdowns. Now what's one thing Mike Evans actually does? He scores touchdowns. He scores touchdowns. And he doesn't, the catch is fair. He's always been like a 70 catch guy and he just gets a thousand yards. He's just got a high A dot. You just, that's the concern. I think like, can the quarterbacks hit him in stride, but you just need to hit him a couple times. So yeah. You take four shots. Or when you get in the red zone and you throw it up. My, 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 your, your guy, Rashad White doesn't, I would, I would cut it. I would nine yard line. Hey, we got a play. (laughs) Throw it to Mike Evans up there. What does the play call say? Yeah. I would go to Mike Evans every single time. You remember, I think it was two years ago. He had a game with like two catches and two yards. We did two touchdowns. (laughs) It's like both from the one. So right now, like the projection, the reason that his touchdowns are so low is because the baseline projection and this is all based off like Vegas totals, yeah. everything put in, what the it's market the is saying. 28 touchdowns for the Bucks this year. It's less than two a game. And I could see that happening. That's in the realm of possibility. But they still play, seems low. They play with the Panthers. They yeah. play, I mean, the Saints defense is good. They play with the Falcons. The defense isn't good. Like they have a pretty soft it's, schedule. And it's a pretty shitty NFC conference. Yeah. It's top heavy. The, their crossover game, I believe, is with the Bills, which really sucks. A, so they're the only team in the division goal. that plays the Bills. I think that's how it works. Maybe Mike Evans will get 14 targets in that game. That's the thing. If you're constantly going to be losing, so their rush rate is at 44%. I think it's going to be lower than that. Mm-hmm. So let's adjust that to a 38 rushing percentage that they throw 62% of the time. Let's say instead of scoring 28 touchdowns, they score 35. Just let's call it 34 and say that as a team, Evans is going to be a wide receiver 14. He's going to be a high end too. So just do those things. We'll hit save. Mike Evans is now wide receiver 21. Godwin is wide receiver 12. Just on those slight adjustments, you think they're slightly better than their shitty projection is. <laughs> yeah. Just slightly better. Yeah. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they're both great picks. Yeah, I, I think it, it goes hand in hand with Thomas and Evans. Although Evans has the resume, I, I would rather have Evans resume. Than Thomas. I would too. But I think both of these guys, like like again after the sixth, seventh round, the upside in itself is is warranted of the pick because even if they don't work out for you, it is not the same as them being your wide receiver two or three or one in the past. But yeah, Michael Thomas has only played 10 of the Saints last 50 games. So there's reasons to be concerned. There's, there's real, would you rather have Godwin like or DK as well? well? What's that? Godwin or DK? Uh, I'd rather have DK. Okay, Godwin or Jerry Judy? I would rather have Godwin, but that's really... there's. There, but that's his range. Yeah, so he's right like, there. it's Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Metcalf. Like, that range is where Godwin's yeah, going to come in. Yeah, I got in. Godwin 22 and Judy 23. Yeah, yeah, and like, and the other one I did want to talk about with Jerry Judy. Like, Cortland, Cortland Sutton sucks now? Uh, Maybe no. he does. I, I don't think so. That's another guy I kind of view like Davis. I think because everybody was so in, they had to draft him in the third round. Like, he really picked up semen. I... I got to take a huge L for that because I was in. I was drinking the Cortland Sutton Kool-Aid, man. I just thought everything lined up. It was just a guy that was used deep down the field, high A dot, Russell Wilson, best deep ball passer in the league that we'd seen for years. I just thought it would fit perfectly, like those two guys. But now, like, he jumped up to wide receiver 12 in some drafts. Third round. Now we're getting that nobody wants him at all. Nobody cares. But Sean Payton is going to. This was the worst offense in football last year. They were absolutely dead last in points per game. Sean Payton has already called out everything that went on last year. He is going to. Judy already had a thousand yard season with that 
shit show that was last season. Yeah, so it, that, but Judy is being so drafted appropriately. Appropriately. At, at wide receiver number 19. Sutton is now wide receiver 45. Are you sweating Mervin Mims Jr.? Don't think so. Maybe Tim Patrick comes back, catches touchdowns. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Is, but I guess I would throw this out to you. Would you rather have Cortland Sutton or Traylon Burks? Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton or Elijah Moore? Cortland Sutton. Sutton or Brennan Cooks, now in Dallas? I'm probably lean Cooks there. But that's, it's close. But that's close. Pretty close, yeah. Quinton Johnson or Cortland Sutton? Uh, Quinton Johnson. Okay. I'm basically shooting on upside and the fact that maybe he'll turn into wide receiver one at some point. So all those guys are being drafted ahead of Cortland oh, Sutton. much higher. Isn't He's he? basically uh, five no? picks for some, okay. ten picks for others. But that's the range. Michael Thomas. Like, Cortland Sutton is being drafted exactly the same as Sky Moore. And Sky Moore... Could be good. Could be he good. Could be he could be yeah. He could be the wide receiver one on this team or the wide receiver five on this team. <laughs> I, I like Sky Moore as a player. I expect him to be more involved in the offense, but it is Travis Kelsey and the rest of the dudes on that squad. MVS is going to... I don't want anything to do with MVS, but he is going to be on the field in all wide receiver three sets as a guy to stretch the field. And I think... I actually think Richie James is going to be Richie, decent Richie, at Richie times. Richie James Jr.? You know who's ADP and was, Rice. was the most shocking to me? Was Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins. Is it just like everyone is convinced that he sucks? I wouldn't draft one... That's the only Giants wide receiver I would draft is Isaiah well, Hodgins. Well, do you, do you include Waller as one? I actually don't want Waller. I, I, I want Waller. I expect him to probably lead the team in catches, but this is back-to-back years. Hodgins over 30 now, he hasn't awesome. stayed on the field. Hodgins is great. Awesome. That's the guy. <laughs> That's the guy to draft, and they have a 1,000 slot wide receivers now. G- give, me, give me where you think he's being drafted. Oh, he's, a bi- he's one of the biggest steals. I think he's wide receiver 68. 78. Yeah. Pick 203. Most leagues don't have picks that go to 203. No, I know. <laughs> uh, it's like five deep sleepers that I did a, a thing on Mean Streets, and he was one of them. Rashid Shahid was another guy that I liked as a deep, deep, like deep target. Yeah. Yeah. If Michael Thomas sucks, Shahid's in for a huge boost. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's almost like DJ Chark in Carolina. Like people yeah. want Jonathan Mingo, who I don't know anything about, but everyone who knows about these kind of things tells me he sucks. I. He- I think that he'll be on the field more than Chark. That's why I would rather him than Chark. Sure. That's when I pick the, pick the two. So Isaiah Hodgins, 78. Jalen Hyatt's going ahead of him yeah. on his own team. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that's like you draft the rookie, you bring him in. Maybe that's great. At least I know that there's an established connection right. between Hodgins and Daniel Jones. Yeah. That's his look. And listen, Slayton's going to have a game. Man, think about all the Shepard's going to have the same. Jamison Crowder's going to have a game. Like they're all going to have a game. Robinson, Cole Beasley, they signed. But all of these... God, they had Colby's. They have a literally like seven slot wide receivers. Yeah, so then you just take Hodgins. I take Hodgins. And the what I will say about Hyatt, I think he's gonna be pretty boom robust, but why he may actually have a role is because he's not a slot wide receiver. Yeah, same as Slayton. If Slayton ended up being the best they'll wide rotate. receiver on the team, that would make sense. To those, me. those two guys will rotate and they'll have, yeah, they'll have they'll be the high A dot options inside that offense. But Paris Campbell, Wondell Robinson, yeah, Beasley, Sterling Shepard, all these guys, they're all the same. I, Hodgins, I like the call about you. Yeah, I just think I, for as a last round, I got pick, him around fifty. Yeah, I think I have him at forty-seven. Yeah, you can do a lot worse. Put it that way. I think, and maybe maybe he just he pumpkins out again. But we saw in the playoffs, we saw things from yeah. Him. And when games mattered the most down the stretch of the who season, who did Daniel Jones throw to? Yeah, it was him. in the red zone. And Richie James is gone now. Richie James is gone. Yeah, I think Richie might surprise some people. Can't. That's just again another reason to not draft more. these guys. Yeah. yeah, all the Kansas City receivers, unless you get them in the last round. Yeah. Jamison Williams is going at pick number forty-eight. It's going pretty high for a guy who has one catch in the NFL. And is it was a forty-one yard touchdown? Is it six, six games? Bets on himself. <laughs> Bets on himself. There's no question. <laughs> Didn't even bet on the NFL. No. 
that on college basketball, I think it was, but inside the lines. But in the facility. That's such bullshit. It is, but teams need to make it clear. You can't you can't bet on you can't do this. Like you need to make it are they not making that clear? These guys they they I think they have to be now, although we saw the Colts. Those I don't know too much what happened with the Colts. Well we saw Ridley. Once Ridley got busted and had to miss a year. Yeah. You think that like the hey, here's how you here are the two things that you can't do. You can't bet on the NFL or bet, or bet inside here. of a team facility. Yeah. Those are the two rules. Do not violate them. Yeah. And listen, young guy, I'd be doing stupid shit too. For it's, like, sure. it's like the Addison thing. It's like, oh, he was driving way too fast. It's like, no shit. If yeah. I had a Ferrari when I was 20, yeah, I'd be driving too fucking fast too. Yeah. Kids are idiots. Apparently, something about his dog? Is that true? Or is I that just no something idea. that was made up? No idea. I, think I, I choose to see it that he was hustling to get to the field before everyone else. There you go. To put in that extra yeah. work, what I want to see. I really like Jamison Williams as a player. I loved him at, at Bama. I, he, he, Garrett Wilson and, and Jamison, those were the two of my favorites ahead of Drake, but... He's going to be a lot like Deshaun Jackson, where he's where he's. Now that's pretty, good though. That's it like, is good. And, so you're but dra- at that point, are you drafting him then? I don't know. And redraft in in the forties, like name some guys that he's going around. Sky Moore. I could see myself drafting him over Sky Moore. Juju. Nah, I'd maybe take the upside over Juju. Yeah, I think Juju can get seventy balls, but who cares? He's seventy he's passes, for seventy for four hundred yards, yards and no three touchdowns. touchdowns. Lazard. Mm, Lazard, I would take. I think Pro Bowl according to him. Yeah. Oh wow. He he was down talking the Dolphins receivers and said that the <laughs> Jets had very exciting receivers like Garrett Wilson. Fair. Yes. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. <laughs> Randall Cobb shouldn't even be brought up. Randall Cobb, the definition of exciting wide receiver in 2023. I could see Lazard having 45 catches and like 10 touchdowns. This sure. Year. I absolutely. Well, or he could be absolutely. Fucking but he terrible. he could be. Trash. If I was going to draft, I mean, I think Lazard makes the most logical sense behind Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Or you could just draft Corey Davis for free. Yeah. What's that all about? I don't know. 94th. Nobody... He, he could have some moments, man. He had some moments last year. Two years ago, he had some moments with brutal quarterback play. Yeah. He's still a big body wide receiver that you can throw it up to. Garrett Wilson's going to eat. I, oh, I, I completely agree. Yeah, he's going to have a really good season. But like Tyler Boyd is down there. I would Ronde- rather Jamison Williams Ron- than Boyd. Rondell Moore is in that Rather range. Jamison. Yeah, Adam some... Thielen. No. Probably. No, don't do it. I don't want anybody really on Carolina. I take the young buck and Mingo is going later than them. Yeah. But that's really it. Romeo Dibbs? No. So yeah. that, that's his range. And then there's three other players who are in here, which I have no grasp on. One of them is going to be awesome. The second one's probably going to be good. And the third one's probably going to be pretty useless. Zay Flowers is pick number 49. Rashad Bateman is pick number 50. And Odell is pick number 54. Am I insane to think that Odell is just the play here? I think that Zay's the play, but no, I, they're all together. They're lumped up. No I don't know what, what to, to do, do with them either. You're not wrong. <laughs> what I will say about the Ravens is that they ran 11 personnel fewer than anybody in the league last year. They brought in Monk, and this offense is going to be different. It's not going to be completely run heavy. I don't believe that it will be, but how many pass attempts is really going to... Mark Andrews is the one. He's the mismatch. It's going to be a tough defense to defend. I think about if you're defending it, how, where are you going to help? You're going to see a lot of one-on-one, I think, with Zay Flowers. I think attention's going to be on Andrews. Attention's going to be on Odell, especially early, as a great route runner. Or people say, hey, Odell is probably washed. Let's not and cover that's him. What I that's what I think is going to happen, where I don't know if defenses think that, but I think that's how it's going to play out. I think I would, if I'm, for me personally, I would rather have Zay Flowers 
the younger wide receiver that's going to see one-on-one coverage. Bateman hasn't showed us that he can be healthy and stay on the field. And Odell hasn't played football in a long time. And he was great with the Rams in the Super Bowl in the playoffs. But before that, he, he was, was the su- he was he the was Super brutal. Bowl MVP I before know, he blew I his knee. I had him as an MVP vet. Um, anyways, I, I think that Flowers is is the guy. And I, you know what? And I know you're big on ADP, and I am as well. And, and they're watching all the same. trends. They're all the same. In in three weeks, it won't be. Flowers is going to ball out in camp, and he's okay. going to rise up draft boards. Pick number 112 right now. And our projections have him at wide receiver number 38, which would be the best on the Ravens. But I don't think that 38 is realistic. I think it's like 20 or 70. Yes. It's a split the difference kind of guy. I, and I'm not crazy about drafting any of these guys, but I really like Lamar this season. If you really like Lamar, then one of these guys has to be good. It can't, just be, it, it can't, can't just be Andrews. It can't just be Andrews. I think... So I, I it think could that be ta- a combination, and then they all just kind of it do could their be thing. it could be week to week and yeah. nine targets one week, two targets the next week, eleven three weeks from now. It could most definitely be that way. But if this offense is really going to excel and Lamar is going to be very good, an alpha established between one like Bateman was awesome for two weeks. It last was. Year he- He's been awesome every time he's touched the field. What I will say is that if Odell can stay healthy, he's probably the guy that plays the most. That he's probably on the field a lot. He's the one being Flowers, drafted last, too. I know. And Flowers and Bateman kind of rotate through each other. So, yeah, I mean, OBJ is the last one. It's okay. I, I don't personally have a lot of shares at the moment. But if he falls down to where you're picking him as your wide receiver six on your squad, pick fifty could be some nice moments. Pick one twenty five wide receiver fifty four. Yeah, and that's what that would be, wide receiver five or six. And one of the decent things to look at too uh, in the NFC, especially when you use their ADP, is the high and low. So oh, the min and the max. The min yeah. and the max. What's, what is it for OBJ? Ninety four is the highest he's gone. Bateman's highest is ninety, and Flowers' highest is eighty nine. Literally, no one knows what to do. Nobody knows you, and you but have you, to make a decision. But about the usually, draft. when a situation like this arises, gambling on one of them is a smart move, whether you're right or wrong. Yeah. If you really do think that one of them is going to be good, you they're if you they're not hit. free, but they're yeah. close to free. They're in the range where yeah, it's not going to hurt you too much. And if you're um, you'd like to be in multiple leagues, maybe you just pick and choose. I did OJ, OBJ here. I did Flowers there, and. Maybe this one I'll roll the dice on Bateman. The fantasy community thinks that Bateman is like a breakout candidate. I just don't really see it because he's a, he's a break his leg. <laughs> now you're he's, he hasn't been healthy, and now you're bringing. Why is he a breakout candidate when you draft Zay Flowers and you're bringing Odell Beckham Jr.? Like I just don't. That doesn't really correlate to me. Yeah, I, I don't quite get it. So the back end of like this like twenty range into the early thirties, like would you draft Keenan Allen or Mike Evans? I kind of like Mike Evans more. I, round or two later, isn't it? It's like three rounds, yeah. four rounds later. Yeah, just give me Mike Williams. Yeah, but I mean, in the rankings, it can't look that way because we're not putting ADPs next to yeah. them. Yeah. Like, objectively, if they, if they were both sitting there yeah. at whatever price, and they were I, the only two players left, and you had to pick one. I'll, that's I'll how I try to... Yeah, i pick Mike Williams. Mike... No, I said oh, Mike, sorry. Mike Evans. Evans. Oh, Mike Evans or Keenan Allen. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably pick Keenan Allen. I think I'd pick Mike Evans, but I think I'm with you that I think I like... I think I like Mike Williams more than I, I like yeah, Keenan sorry, Allen. Yeah, sorry, I sidetracked there. I, I do like Mike Williams more than Keenan Allen. So let's do They're that. really close together in my rankings, but as I said, one guy's going a little bit later. I like Christian Watson more than I like Mike Williams. Like Mike Williams, Mike Evans, Debo, Ayuk. Um, I like Amare. I like Evans a little bit more than Amare, but I think they're about the same. Hollywood Brown and McLaurin. Hollywood Brown and McLaurin, I think, are two very good picks versus the guys I have after them, like Keenan, Drake London, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. And then you have Michael Pittman. Let's close with Michael Pittman. Yeah. I'm not... 
I'm not totally mm. interested. I don't know. I think that I think he's a good wide receiver, but I think he's more of like a, a contested catch guy. I don't think he's a good route runner. I don't think he, he finds open spaces in the field. And I don't think that Richardson's gonna be all that accurate of a quarterback. I I feel like Downs or Alec Pierce, more so Alec Pierce, maybe to play. I don't think any of them. I, I think if I'm going to take anyone on the Colts, it's Richardson, it's Taylor. That's it. Just yeah. pass. Totally, totally agree. Those are the, yeah, I mean, I, I think Richardson, we said it earlier, I think he'd be the worst passer we've ever seen. He could potentially be the worst passer this year Imagine in the NFL he's and an still be a top average 10. passer. Then he could be quarterback one. He could, <laughs> he could have top five upside at the position. Yeah, it's just when you look, when I look at all the other quarterbacks, clearly he's a freak and he has that rushing upside, but. He's really raw, and I had a lot of pushback to this. It's like, he's not, no, he's inexperienced. That's what raw is. Yeah. Like, he's he doesn't have the same – when you watch the film, it's very night and day, and he doesn't have the same amount of games as the other guys. Those guys had, like, double the amount of, of football that they played. So, I, yeah, I think he could be okay. I think he can be coached up. Steichen can do, do a good job yeah, with him. Yeah, maybe the, you do a good job with him. Like, would you say that Justin Fields was good last year? <laughs> not as a passer. But he no, would, but he, he was one of his quarterback six. Yeah, could finish his quarterback <laughs> six. Like Richardson could suck and finish his quarterback, quarterback nine. Six. Or, yeah. if, if he's average, and yeah. he's like much better than we think that he is. He yeah, can be quarterback three. Yeah, I think he's a decent target. I think he's oh, a. He, I think he's a really good target in in super flex leagues. And I think if you, I'm good with rolling. I'm good with rolling with him as my quarterback one, as long as he's the starter, which I assume that he's going to be. Now, if he's not, then it's a different conversation. Yeah. But like, where's 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 he going? You could. If you are going to draft him this early, just take like um, I don't know a Kirk a, Cousins, a Kirk Matt Cousins Stafford. to a car, or, or yeah, and, and just fill the gap for the first few weeks of the season. Anthony Richardson is going at pick number one twenty three overall, as high as eighty five. So that's like the max that you're going to see him. But most people are not taking him there. That's wide receiver number seventeen. That's behind Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. He blows the doors off of all of those guys with ceiling. Is he more likely than not to finish way behind them? Yes. Absolutely concede that point. But it's the same case like Jake and I went, very rarely did Jake and I agree on something, but it was about Jalen Hurts last year and where he was going. It's like he could be, he has the path to quarterback one. He was, fancy points per game. And based on his, what he does on the field, if he just improves as a passer, he's going to be one, two, or three. And he did improve as a passer. Yeah. And he was one, two, or three. Now, is the ceiling that high for this year for Richardson? Probably not. No. He'd have to score like 17 rushing touchdowns. But he can he can do what Fields and Lawrence did last year. Those were guys that were... Field, with Fields did. Like quarter, Lawrence was yeah. a better passer. He, oh, for sure. Um, but those guys took leap forwards. Um, and I guess this is a rookie, so it wouldn't be no leap forward. Whatever he does is, is yeah, what he's going to be his baseline. But, but again, yeah, what he does on the ground and what he can do on the ground with what, the play calling as well. I could see it being a lot like year one Lamar. Where they were like, you're not passing the ball. You're just running the ball. And he was like just a top five. Throw him to the wolves. Feed him to the wolves. Yeah. I, I, th- I could see them doing that. Well, Lamar came in halfway through the season and took over Flacco's offense. They're like, this isn't designed for you. And they just ran like wishbone. <laughs> I, I have this feeling that Minshew may start the season. He might. And you're absolutely right. He might start But the even season. if he only plays 14 games, he could still finish as a quarterback. One. But what you could do is then take undrafted Kenny Pickett or Matt Stafford. Richardson, or Brock Purdy is going like quarterback 24, we don't, man. We don't he's going to be the he's starter. Not, I, think, I know. You, I, th- I, I mean, think big I, Sammy D. No, it'll be Purdy. The Darnold is going to be out there. You could take Russell Wilson. You yeah. could take Derek Carr, Jordan yeah. Love. All these guys are undrafted. Yeah. And if you have to fill in for three weeks and then you until Minshew up. shits all over himself, yeah. and yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and, he, yeah and, and Richardson could be the game changer for you, right? That Yeah, that cheat code. 
which for me, I really like to live in the, the top eight quarterbacks. I understand waiting it out, but if I'm not in tier one with Hurts, Mahomes, and Allen, I'm really thinking Lamar, Fields, and Burrow, and uh, the cutoff to me almost is, is Herbert and, and Trevor Lawrence, but so I will get some shares of Daniel Jones and Geno. So, I mean, Daniel Jones is going super late. Yeah. Daniel Jones, I, I don't want Geno, but give me Daniel Jones a pick 117. He's right around there. I'd rather have Richardson. Mm-hmm. But if you just cobble those two together and start Daniel Jones and let it ride, or you could take Lamar at pick at the end of the third round, early fourth round, ride Lamar, get a game out of Richardson. Oh, he's amazing. Fucking trade him. Yeah, trade him. Sell high immediately. <laughs> like he's a great asset to have. Yeah. He could be terrible, but he's not costing you much, so no big deal. But if he is turns out to be average to good, he'll be so good in fantasy, he's just an appreciating asset for you. So he's buying a penny stock. I think I'm the only one drinking the the Geno Smith Seattle Kool Aid. I think they're going to win the division. I could see them. I mean, I was going to say I could see them finishing last in the division, but that's impossible no, with Arizona there. Yeah, they won't. I could just see them being. They'll make the playoffs. Don't forget that we went into last season thinking they were a bottom five team in football. Yeah. And Geno played out of his goddamn mind. Yeah. And had the best season of his career by far. Yeah. Super efficient in his 30s. Yeah. Coming in. If they I expect just, him to step back a bit, for it, sure. If they step, if he steps back a bit, we don't know about that defense whether it's good. It's or not. good. It's it was good last year because you had a guy sustaining drives on the field. So now you throw that defense out there more. They're feeding two more drives a game. Is it going to hold up? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a decent like to pencil in Seattle as being good and not being six and eleven. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very fine line. Yeah, I, I guess I, th- I guess I believe in their defense. I, uh, I believe in some of their pieces. I thought they nailed some of their draft picks last year. I thought that they had the best draft this year. I thought they got arguably the best wide receiver, the best cornerback, and a good running back. So they got a good one-two punch on the ground, and they got three wide receivers. And yeah, Geno is not maybe won't lead the NFL in completion percentage. He has a sneaky rushing game, like 300 rushing yards. Is top seven. He was top eight as a quarterback. And his rushing yards are weird because they come in bunches. They do. They're like. 38 one game, two, two. In the next game. He has no, he has no designed runs. What, what, that, what is that all about that's, that's he's scrambling? Looking, he's, but he's looking downfield. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that the defense, you know, bringing Bell, Bobby Wagner's back, like I believe that the defense is good to maybe give them f- a few more possessions. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know, I like Seattle. They're right. a good squad. We'll see what happens. Chris Meany, tell everyone what you got going on at FTN. Mean streets every day, plugging away, every uh, day. talking football quite often. I believe uh, uh, on baseball ga- here and Game there. Plus TV. On Game Plus. I, I believe the Pat Mayo experience comes on after Mean Streets. Absolutely. And I also see Saftik and Shaughnessy on there as well. Always a good time. I love when one of those guys have to drink out of a boot. Well, you can see Paul's boot over there. It's a little <laughs> kitty boot now because it's clean and waterproof. It's actually quite savvy. Yeah. That's Cody's good. drinking out of like a 20 year old like <laughs> yeah. shoe that he mows the lawn in. Smart move, Paul. Uh, yeah, Mean Streets every day. Uh, still chopping it up with Eric Young, doing some football previews as well on Game Plus Network, and then the show with Jake Seeley and Lauren Carpenter on Sirius XM, Channel 87. Uh, Got a guide to play? 9 to 11 at uh, Saturday morning Eastern. A guide? Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of fantasy guides that. Get the FTN one. FTN one, yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, Ratcliffe's got his handprints all over it, projections, rankings. All kinds of different strategies. Jeff's got like a thousand strategies. He lays them all out and then he says, guys, don't be married to them, but I'm going to keep I'm, I'm gonna, the type are, of strategies. Here are you could. 17 <laughs> strategies you can use. And they're all great. And they're all great. Yeah, Radcliffe's, I mean, Radcliffe's the man. He's very good at it, so he's probably not wrong. He's it, not. It's just very overwhelming when you, it's like, it really? They're all that good? He actually just came out with his game plan. If you like numbers and statistics, he really dives into a lot of last year, what it means moving forward. And it's, check it out, ftmfantasy.com.
do it up. Follow Matt Chris Meany on Twitter as well. Follow me at the PME. Sub to the channel, sub to the podcast, smash like and check out the rankings down in the description. And you want to get better and walk through the process that we were doing on the show, you can do that completely free at runthesims.com right now. So please go check it out. If you don't like it, eh, you can beat it. Who cares? But if you trust us for the projections preseason, think about what we can do in season when we're simulating things. Your customizations allowed. 10,000 times in less than five seconds. It's very fast. So check it out. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.